How's your week? Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Welcome to Who Knew. How was your week? <laughs> I was the same old, same old. Just hung out at home and did my own thing. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. Fourth of July. I thankfully, I worked the fourth of July, but I didn't like work during the worst part. I left like right as it started. And I did not feel bad. And she came home and it sounded like a war zone here. Yeah, it was great. And we, like, sat on the porch for, like, 30 minutes and I wanted to just, like, blow my head off with a firework. Jesus. Figuratively. Good lord. (laughs) It was, it's frustrating and it's annoying. I get it. People like it. And it's cool to people. But, like, our dog was freaking out so bad. I personally think it's weak. Like, it's a little baby back bitch move to, it's like... It's like, I have a little wiener. I, look yeah, at what I, I can do with these big wiener fireworks. Ever, but look at this gigantic firework I went across state lines to, to purchase. purchase for, to, to be patriotic, because that's how I have to prove myself. Yeah. Okay. And then my poor bitch. mentality is, like, why would you spend, like, $300 on fireworks when you can, like, put that towards something else that's actually not going to burn away mm-hmm. in... 10 seconds after you light it. scare dogs. How many fucking dogs went missing? Yeah, I mean, even, like, the days leading up to the 4th of July, people were calling constantly and be like, I found this dog scared. I'm like, I don't know, animal control, but they won't do anything. Yep. So. Trash. Yeah. Like I said, I I just think it's kind of weak. (laughs) Yay, America. That's what you need to, like, prove yourself. As a patriot. Congrats. You should probably do more substantive stuff. Yeah. I don't know. That's I don't just know me, either. I guess. We are, as you can tell, not fans of fireworks. No. So no, 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 maybe no. next year we'll move out in the county and you won't have to care about this God, bitch fest. Nice. That would be really nice. But I really like being across from a school. <laughs> to you? I'd like it if we ever have kids, but I don't That's like true. it because they're annoying. <sighs> It's like on. You have a lot to edit out of this. I no, think. I'm not. Uh, no, it's just on night shift. It's annoying because like they're kids and they're playing, and I can't. Be, I can't be mad because they're kids playing during the day, but I'm like trying to sleep. Oh yeah. That's what I mean. That it's annoying. Right. <laughs> like I don't right, care right, right, right. that there's a school there. Yeah. They just yeah. The you. day shift annoyingness. Night shift. I mean. I'm trying to sleep during school hours. Yeah, that's it. There we go. There we go. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't really have anything. My life is per usual, so. Yeah, I feel like each week I'm still, like, in the middle of, like, a crisis, so. (laughs) (laughs) Good to know I'm keeping that going. Good. Huh. (laughs) Well, butters. You want to cuddle with me? Come on. I'm surprising Sammy with this. She doesn't know what I'm going to talk about. I don't. (laughs) What is it? Edgeen. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Butters will love it. Butters will. Look He's going to identify. He is like, I get it. I'm going to skin everybody. Yeah. Probably is Ed Dean in cat form. Like, Ed Dean got punished for what he did, so he became a one eyed street cat. You think about like Buddhists? That ended up with us. Yeah. Like Reeb. Yeah. Reeb. This is punishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, are you Ed Dean? Oh, yeah. You ready to hear about Ed Dean? Yes. Are you. We're Are you good. sure? We're good. What? 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 No, nothing. He's not going to do anything. Oh, I bet. <laughs> He'll donkey kick me in the face just once every year. 
I only have a little bit of scars. He's literally biting you. He's literally biting her. She's like, it's fine. I can listen. I'm totally, like, paying attention to you. I am. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Edine was born on August 27th, 1906, in La Crosse County, Wisconsin. Hmm. His parents were George and Augusta Dean. George was a drunk, and Augusta pretty much ran the whole household. She owned a small grocery store, and eventually she bought a farm on the outskirts of Plainsfield, Wisconsin, which is pretty badass, I think. Interesting. Considering. She hated her husband, but was so religious that she refused to divorce him. Seems logical, right? So logical. <laughs> she moved the family to the farm to keep outside influencers away from her sons and believed that all women were prostitutes and instruments of the devil. What? Mm-hmm. She believed as a woman that all women were prostitutes. Indeed. Yeah, the irony is not lost on me. Okay. Don't worry. Okay. Um, she read the Bible to her sons every day. And usually she would focus on the most graphic portions of the Old Testament, which was obviously the best influence for her to For small children. children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ed was bullied quite a bit because he had a lazy eye. He had off-putting mannerisms, like laughing to himself. A lot of He just did a lot of weird social stuff that like, people myself. were not all about. Um, his mom yelled at him if he tried to make friends. But he did well in school, so... I don't know. She was really like, and she did not want them to be social at all. Like she didn't want anything from the outside coming in to influence her sweet boys. One of which is became one of the most prolific serial killers. Yeah, it's like if he had been socialized, maybe he wouldn't have been so fucked up. What a what an observation. Yeah. Do you? (laughs) If you get into this, I'm sorry, but do you talk about his brother at all? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. George, uh, his dad, ended up dying in 1940 of a heart attack, so Ed and his brother Henry started working odd jobs to kind of help with the bills. They were handymen, and Ed really liked babysitting, which is not weird at all. Henry started realizing the, like, kind of shitty situation with their mom and worried about Ed because Ed was, like, showing some pretty extreme attachment issues to Mm -hmm. mom. Like, he loved his mom. Like, loved her. That's weird. So, Ed was in his 30s and still had his mom read him Bible verses before what? bed. What? Yeah, that's, that's the level that <laughs> caused concern, which is fair. I would be concerned about that, too. Henry uh. would frequently talk shit about their mom to Ed, and Ed would get pissed off. He hated that. Obviously, he See, hated that. somehow Henry did not have as much childhood trauma as Ed does, it seems. Or at least he... They definitely formed, like, different differently. attachments, yeah. for sure. Henry ended up dying in 1944, oh. and his death was ruled uh, due to smoke inhalation. What happened was a brush fire broke out in a field nearby the farm, and he and Ed went out to try and, like, take care of it. Yeah. And they got separated. Ed couldn't find his brother, and a search party came to help. Um, Ed led the party straight to Henry's body. What? Which is sus. The body was laying in a patch that was not touched by he the fire. He fucking killed his brother. <laughs> You're kidding. Some investigators suspect Ed was responsible for his brother's death. As do you, as do I. But the charges for that were never filed. It was ruled like an accident. Fucking, he did it. He, he totally did it. Did it. He totally did it because he talked too much shit about his mom. 1,000%. 
Augustine died in 1945, the next year, um, of a stroke. So Ed was on his own. He was totally heartbroken. Because that was his last family member. Yeah, I was like, betcha he regrets killing his brother. Right? He's like, fuck. It's like, if I had only known that mom was going to kick the bucket. Right. Um, He ended up staying at the farm. He boarded up all the rooms that were used by his mom. Which is weird. That's some, like, oh, fuck. Norman Bates. There we go. Yeah, that's some Bates... With some base vibes. He locked up all the rooms that his mom would use? Yeah. So, like, if she had, like, a sewing room, he was like, yes. nope, we're he not like, going nope. in here. Yes. Exactly. I mean, I get that it's, like, really sad to see things that are reminded of your loved ones of However, you or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's uh-huh. crazy. So, Ed became interested in reading death cult magazines, <laughs> Nazi history, and adventure stories. That was, like, his thing. <laughs> I'm just, like, picturing, this is what I'm picturing, this is probably totally wrong, but I'm just picturing, like, a magazine with, like, Hitler, all kinds of, like, Nazi shit, and then Adventure Time magazine. Like, cartoons, like, some really- like Indiana Jones. Children- Oh, it's, like, Indiana Jones? Oh. (laughs) Whatever. Either way, that's a very awkward collection. Right, yeah. So we're going to go into his his victims. We all know, obviously, he became, like, an extreme serial killer. Very famous. I'm not going to pretend, like, that's going to be some big surprise that I drop. So first we're going to talk about Bernice Warden. Um, she was a hardware store owner in Plainfield, which is the town that the farm was in. Mm-hmm. And she disappeared <laughs> on November 16th of 1957. Ed had been in her store the night before she disappeared, and his receipt was the last one that she issued. So, evidence, I don't know. A patron joked with Ed, because Ed was supposedly kind of flirting with her. And so this was like another customer in the store was like, oh, you got the hots for Bernice, huh? He mentioned that if Ed flirted with her a little bit, she might not be missing afterwards. After she went missing. Wait, say that again? I don't get it. She went missing. Right. And he was talking to Ed after she went missing and said, Hey, maybe if you had flirted with her a little bit, she might not be missing. She had this big, strong Ed Gein man to, like, protect her. And Gein said that she wasn't missing. She's down at his farm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. He's like, she's not missing. Yeah. What are you talking about? She's, she's at the farm. Uh, so police, uh, based off that statement, went and searched his property. And in a shed outside, uh, her body was found decapitated, hanging upside down by ropes and a crossbar and gutted like a deer. Oh she my had God. been shot with a twenty two caliber rifle. Further search of that house. So this was like the first like missing person body anything that had ever been like connected with him and so they obviously they find that and they have pc to search the rest of the property Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so they do that and they find four noses entire human bones and fragments nine masks made of human skin a lampshade made from a face a belt made from human nipples all female a pair of lips on a drawstring for his window shade several organs in the refrigerator, skulls on his bedpost, 
nine vulvas in a shoebox. Ew. Yeah, fucking gross. Um, human skin covering the seats of the dining chairs. Bernice Warden's head was in a burlap sack. They found Mary Hogan's head in a paper bag. Ten female heads with the top sawn off and several bowls made from human skull. So they were obviously okay. There's more to it. <laughs> How? Did, were there that many people missing and nobody was like, hey. That's what I'm saying. There's, uh, there's something going on. That's exactly what I'm saying. So obviously they bring Ed in for some questioning because that's all a little bit sus. No, it is extremely. I, we don't have skulls in our house for fun. No. Not no. human skulls. Like we have normal belts made of normal shut cow leather. We have normal... <laughs> We're gonna like list off other shit. Like, shut <laughs> Just kidding. We don't have anything made of human. So it turned out that between 1947 and 1952, Ed would visit three local graveyards as many as 40 times to dig up various graves, including those of recently buried bodies. So sometimes he just dug them up and put him back and mm. other times he would find middle-aged women who resembled his mom and he yeah. would take those bodies home that's super norman batesy right. right um he began creating a woman's suit yeah. shortly after his mom died Whoa. again norman bates when did psycho um, come out is psycho know. based off of ed gein because i'm getting way too many parallels oh here. yeah no totally so he would he made this woman suit and he would wear it all the time, which was substantiated by a sighting of what was thought to be a female ghost no. dancing in Ed Gein's yard. But nope, it was Ed dancing in his lady suit. That is so repulsive. <laughs> That's so gross. Isn't that fucked up? The idea of like putting anything on like my entire body that like covers me from head to toe is gross to think about and to think it's made of skin yeah. of somebody else. Yeah. Maybe more than one person if he, yep. like, if he was going to fit him, I guarantee you, like, it's patching work. Yeah, I feel like it's a lot different than wearing, like, a leather jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a great way to put it. So, he reported, after questioning, that he did not have sex with any of the bodies because they oh. smelled too bad. Oh, but I'll wear their skin. That's but not wear too them. bad. Yeah. And lips on my window shades, whatever it was. Yeah, so who's to say, like, if that didn't happen? He totally fucked them. <laughs> You're telling me he went out to a graveyard, found a dead body, unburied it after it had just been buried, did not have sex with it, and then put it back? He just danced with it under the pale moonlight? <laughs> no. Man, I don't know. He's a psycho. Uh, I don't know. So, <laughs> November 21st of 1957, his trial started, and he was only arraigned on the one count of first-degree murder. fucking kidding. There's... He just stole bodies. He didn't... That was the only them. one he That's killed himself? That's the only one that they think he killed. I call bullshit. Right. He was found guilty by reason of his insanity. <laughs> unfit to stand trial hmm. and was sent to the central state hospital for the criminally insane and was later transferred to the Mendota state hospital in Madison, Wisconsin. He stood trial again in 1968. So that's 11 years later mm -hmm. where he was again found guilty, but also found to be legally insane. So he spent <laughs> the rest of his life in a mental hospital. That was like his uh, punishment instead of going to jail. Fucking bullshit. 
Afterwards, the house was burned to the ground. Probably arson. Nobody yeah. really cared. Everybody was like, good riddance. Everybody in the town was fine. like, that's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just on fire. Where's the that's fire so strange. Truck? I don't know. Uh, I think Did the tires. Call? Yeah, uh... I don't think anyone called them. Their <laughs> tires were like stabbed with a knife. They, yeah, they so don't have weird. a fire truck anymore. What's the odds? <laughs> <laughs> um, what a shame. The car that he transported the bodies from. Uh, was sold at public auction for $760, which today would be $5,718 oh uh, to a carnival sideshow owner who used it as one of his attractions. It's not known where that is now. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people who claim to have it, but like, sure, who fucking sure, sure, knows. Sure. He ended up dying on July 26th of 1984. He died of respiratory and heart failure due to cancer, and he is buried with his family in <laughs> Plainfield. So, yeah, he inspired Norman Bates in Psycho, Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, okay, and Buffalo Bill in Silence, Silence of the Lambs. Duh. So. That makes sense. That is the short and dirty of Ed Gein. It's really not as much as you would think. I'm sure there's a lot if you, like, really dip deep into, like, yeah. each of the person's, like, graves that he dug up and mutilated. Yeah. I'm just, like, how... <sighs> How did nobody, how did no cemetery be like, this is weird. Like, I dug up the grave yesterday and it didn't look like this and now it just looks like it's thrown together. I, I don't think know. that's why he would do the more recently buried ones. Because it, was, it like, was a mound. It wasn't like, oh, this was grass yesterday and now it's like freshly yeah. dug. I think it's easier to hide it that way. That's true. I don't like it. I'm just interested in like, how, how did he go from this like sheltered little farm boy his family died whatever but then he's like you know what i'm gonna do to cope with that i make a skin you, suit it's like his mother's <laughs> death really probably fucked with him and he probably like had no idea what to do with it and so like he maybe manifested her hatred towards women and was I like if he did taxidermy before that like norman bates <laughs> yeah. probably did ed again I also find it hard to believe that he, that was his one and only, like, victim, per se, because it's, like, if even, like, no matter how comfortable you are with, like, dead things, like, yeah. if this is your first, like, actual murder, you're not just gonna be so comfortable as to sh string it up by its feet like a fucking deer. Yeah. Holy shit. Yep. I don't think so, but I don't, I guess I don't kill people often enough to know. Maybe he just, like, got a real rush from killing his brother. And then mom died, and he was like, yeah, but I can was do like whatever I want six now. years after or something. No. He said his brother died in 44? And then mom died in 45. Right. But he didn't kill, quote-unquote, kill his first victim until when? No, but I'm I'm saying, like, what made him think, like, I'm going to go to the cemetery and, like, mm. dig up a bunch of bodies that okay. aren't my mom's. Like, I'm not going to dig her up. Yeah, that's weird, too. Isn't that like, weird? Why wouldn't you dig up your mom's body if you've got that many mommy if issues? If that's your thing, yeah. and you're going to dig up other women that, like, you think look like your mom, also, but not you dig up your mom. Also, how do you know, based off of, like, looking at a gravestone? <laughs> you're like, oh, she's I in think, her 40s. Well, it was, like, freshly dead Did he people. just, like, so attend their knew, funerals? Maybe it was a small enough town. Like the obituary had they pictures he, or something? No, maybe he just knew them from town. Ew. Isn't that fucked up? What town has people die that often that you can just dig up their bodies? I mean, our town does. Do we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, none we of them are like the same. We have at least like one a week. 
Yeah, but they're not all the same. It's not all just like white women. Yeah. In their 40s dying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So his mom died in 45. Mm-hmm. The, quote, span of crimes is from 54 to 57. But probably before that. That's what I'm saying. Three yeah. years to find that much shit? No. He's doing it for at least bodies. 10 years. Yeah. 40? Yeah. 40? Yeah. Four zero bodies. Yes. He definitely killed more than just that one. <laughs> Man, I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that fucking wild? I'm trying to find it says my research said he had two confirmed i'm wondering if they are counting his brother as one of the confirmed probably yeah and that fucked up though that's super fucked up did you find out about the taxidermy there's no record that he ever did that mm. yeah oh uh, yes even if it wasn't like professionally like trained guarantee you he like fucked with the dead bodies <gasps> that's why he pulled them out in the cemetery at night he practiced taxidermy on like parts of their bodies until he got it right and then he's, he's like, like you know what we what? should do if i should make, I a, can belt. make a if i can make a nipple belt <laughs> i can make a skin suit yes <laughs> I just started practicing on dead people oh god it's so fucking gross super fucking gross fucking gross Anywho, here's that gene for you I ha- I really wasn't a serial Ed killer Dean. i don't know what you would even call him a psychopath? Because he ate that shit too, right? He ate like his body, his people's bodies. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm confusing him with Dahmer for a second. That's definitely a Dahmer thing. Mm. Yeah. But they talk about, like, Zach Baggins talks about having his, uh, his cauldron, mm-hmm. maybe, but mm-hmm. it's never really been confirmed. Here's my thing. I think we watched an, a show or something about, like, weird collections that people have of like serial killers or prolific people in general yeah Yeah, we've Mm -hmm. watched it and i just cannot absolutely cannot wrap my head around buying something that like ted bundy owned unless it was on accident i'm not gonna go out and seek this stuff out like the energy that's connected to that i do not want it i showed you that tiktok a while back about that guy who yeah he he does collect things but he collected a pipe like a tobacco pipe that he found out after, supposedly after he mm-hmm. bought it, that it was Ted, I think Ted Bunny. Yeah, Bundy's, that's right? what I'm thinking of, yeah. Yeah, and all of a sudden, he, his TikTok is like a bunch of videos of like weird shit that happens around his house now that he ended up getting rid of it. Well, he didn't get rid of it. He uh, put it in a, like a safe offsite. Mm. So. I don't know, man. I just. Yeah. That people that collect dark. that shit is like, mm-hmm. I feel like you need a lot of therapy. Yeah. And if you like that shit cool great i also don't enjoy the fact that like somebody is making money off of things that were used to like maybe kill somebody yeah, it's, it's just like a really weird ethical situation <laughs> that i don't think i want to find myself in but if that's what you like good i guess live you. your life yeah <laughs> nope, i'm good yeah fucking weird so we were talking about how he like the the number 40 came up yeah he admitted to stealing nine graves but he had also said that he went there like 40 times and did not steal bodies however in my research i found at least 10 skulls that he had right um so it's likely that there were more than nine bodies and it turns out he was also um a suspect in several other unsolved cases in wisconsin including the 1953 disappearance of evelyn hartley who was like a teenager at the time so Ugh. 
just put that out there so that people don't think that I said that he stole 40 graves. Because <laughs> he did not. <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew he had to be connected to, like, other things. Fucking nuts. How much you want to bet he just, like, drives around and goes to other towns, like, sees just, like, a little girl, yep. like, a teenager by herself, like, yep. so fucked. Yep. How's he going to wear a woman suit from a 15-year-old girl? Dude, right? So gross. Okay. Are you ready for this one? Yeah. This one's sad. Great. <laughs> I found this, actually, when we were doing research on Columbine, which is probably what makes it even sadder because I found out that there were two students that ended up surviving the Columbine massacre were unfortunately also killed like a year later not even a year after the, the massacre yeah that's wa- that fuck that literally that's the worst How luck I feel like those parents were probably like Good lord. I can't even imagine like, how they felt. Are you kidding me? No. Oh, like, God. having that, like, overwhelming relief knowing that your parents, your children, your I'm sorry, fine. survived something so fuck. awful. And, like, this happened. That I sucks. don't know. So, I'm talking about Stephanie Hartgrizzle and Nick Kunzelman. Stephanie and Nick, they actually met in middle school and they were friends and eventually they started dating. They then became students at Columbine when they got into high school, and then obviously, like I said, they, the massacre happened, they survived the trauma, and they ended up, like, it made them stronger in their relationship, apparently, and sure. they were considered, like, the best high school sweethearts there, according to, like, friends and family. So, 21 years ago, per today's year, 2021, in the day before Valentine's Day, Less than a year, like I said, that the Columbine uh, massacre happened, Stephanie sneaked out and went to a Subway sandwich shop in Littleton, Colorado, which is where Nick worked. She was waiting for him to get off shift. That Subway shop was just a few blocks away from Columbine. That way, like, Nick could just, like, get out of school, go straight right. to work, and, like, not have to worry about, like, right. how... I bet a bunch of, like, kids went there on Oh, totally. Too. Yeah. So, after midnight that night... Technically, now it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. Another employee of the subway, who was uh, anonymous in every source that I could find, was driving by and noticed that the lights in the shop were still on. They were like, that was strange. So the employee went in and they found Stephanie and Nick shot to death behind the counter of the subway. It's fucking wild. Isn't it? Based on evidence, it's apparently difficult to tell if they were shot by one or more than one person. I don't know. I told Jack this the other day that it was hard for me to find any information about how they died, where their injuries were, what kind of gun shot them. Was Stephanie out in the lobby and gunned down and then dragged behind the counter so no one would see her body? Like, no information was given other than, like, what I'm going to tell you guys. So, wow. it's crazy. I just think it's so weird that they're being so hush-hush about it. And I, Still. I am, like, such a... Very pro. Yeah, very pro. Like, law enforcement has to do their investigations. They don't release things for a reason. But there's, like, a certain point where it's, like, we've done enough research on things. Yeah, that things. doesn't usually last decades. Yes, it's been <laughs> 21 years yeah. and they have not released this yeah. information. Yep. It's weird. Anyways, weird. I'll keep going. And it was also difficult for our officers to not get, or to get any leads because there were, like, no witnesses that at least have come forward for the crime. Things were also super interesting when there was no evidence that anything had been stolen from the location. So it couldn't even have been, like, an attempted burglary or robbery or anything of those sorts because they, nothing was taken for them to think 
anything of less. Right. It seems that Nick or Stephanie were the targets, but it's like, what would two high schoolers <laughs> need to be gunned down for? I don't know. Anyways, so Stephanie's mom, Kelly Grizzle, found the morning of Valentine's Day. She woke up and she turned on the TV to find that two people had been killed in a subway. Oh, fucking God. She... Someone was fucking Columbine. Yeah. Like, I don't know if my kid's yeah. alive, but yeah. there's, a, there's video footage. Yeah, so <laughs> the video footage of the news showed a parking lot of the subway and then Kelly noticed Stephanie's car. Oh, my God. But she was like... No, no, no. And, and she goes out and looks. Stephanie's gone. Stephanie's car's gone. Oh my God. And she was like, okay. Probably trying to be optimistic so she doesn't freak the fuck out. It's like, it could be anyone's car. Like, it was a very common car from the time. Like, it's probably a coincidence. Like, just a coincidence that my daughter's car is gone. And then it's kind of in this place that her boyfriend works at. I don't know. So... Shortly after Kelly saw the news, unfortunately, police arrived at her house, and there were news cameras with them. It's like, she's getting notified that her daughter is dying, or, I'm sorry, dead, and the news is like, let's capture this genuine reaction. It's like, fucking bullshit. Why? Who wants that? Seriously. I don't want to see that. So sad. So... Like most parents, she thought it was a mistake, but unfortunately it wasn't. And also, like most parents, she figured it wasn't going to be an open and shut case. Like, they'd have justice. Like, easy. No. Obviously, she was wrong with that. Though, it's not known what exactly happened that night when Stephanie went to visit Nick. There were some educated guesses, such as wrong place, wrong time. Maybe they were just, like, hanging out in the subway, waiting for it to close, and something happened outside, and then they realized that somebody witnessed... What was going on outside in the subway went to kill them so that they wouldn't say anything about what was going on. Um, a robbery gone wrong that they got scared at after like killing them. They just like didn't want to steal anything anymore. But the most common situation is that uh, there were suspicions that there was a drug ring that was operating in the subway. <laughs> uh, after in law- a subway in a subway where high schoolers worked. Um, so after law enforcement investigated and conducted interviews for more than 50 drug cases, there was no evidence connecting that Stephanie and Nick's murders had anything to do with drug trafficking, drug cases, drug anything. There was DNA found on the scene, but it was such a small amount that it only, it would be like difficult to test, but also difficult to keep testing. So I think that they just have, like, whatever amount that they have and they're not really yeah. doing a whole lot with until they get a suspect to compare it to. I know. So, and Elias Alberti, who was a cold case homicide, I don't know, yeah, cold case homicide investigator with Jeffco Sheriff's Office, which is Jefferson County Sheriff's Office, was on the case for longer than a year, along with Sergeant Wayne Halverson, who was on the case from 2004 to 2007, in which Halverson now oversees the homicide team with the sheriff's office. So Wayne states, quote, we've spoken to friends, family, and customers from that day, and just no one knows anything or has come forward to say anything yet. I think that's the frustrating thing is that you can see in front of you the amount of work that's been done on it, and yet it seems like you keep coming back to a dead end, end quote. There have been several tips about the case, like thousands upon thousands. So there's one thing that investigators have released to 
have anything to do with the case. And basically they're saying that their suspect, just one suspect, is a white male, 16 to 20 years old. He's a five foot seven, about 150, 170 pounds. He has blonde hair and is clean shaven. He that night was possibly wearing a black baseball cap, a black coat with a red lining or a red shirt underneath it, blue jeans and tennis shoes. So I'm not sure where they got that suspect information from, if they didn't have any witnesses. Like, maybe there's some footage in the subway. There's gotta be. But then, why haven't they released anything? Why haven't they released the footage about this? I mean, I understand it's pretty crazy to see some people getting gunned down, but, like, we have surveillance footage of Dylan and Eric shooting up Columbine. You know, it's just weird. Anyways. Yeah, as you can imagine, they got... Like I said, several leads after they released a description that stretched all the way from South Carolina and Florida. Like, people were like, I think that's my cousin. It's like, yeah, of course, it's a white male that's 16 with the most generic description ever. Like, ugh. Every year on Valentine's, there is a remembrance for the two teens. Uh, Supporters, like family and friends, will go to this area off of a mountainside and throw frisbees off for them because apparently they like to play frisbees together. Yeah. And uh, as of 2017, officers have been hesitant to make evidence public, which is still, like, to now. I couldn't find anything at... Like, 2017 was the last thing that I saw where, like, officers were like, no, we're not going to really do anything more. That's been, like, six, seven years. no shit. We got Mm -hmm. that vibe, dudes. Literally. Um, So they even refuse to show or tell anything to the families because they just don't want to harm their investigation. I'm like, you're... There comes a point mm-hmm. in an investigation where that the the risk that they're worried about becomes less important than what you could gain mm-hmm. from releasing information and getting further information. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. Totally. I'll go fuck myself. Same. <laughs> so, as I've reiterated several times, it's been 21 years. They're still unsolved. There apparently is over 40 binders filled with, like, information and evidence about the case, that includes 150 pieces of evidence items and hundreds of interviews. How... How'd that not come up with any Anything. Like, you have DNA. Good Like, Lord. especially with, like, DNA Resubmitted. tracking is now. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Anyways. I don't know. Not my place, I suppose. But same. Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, that's all that I have on these two, because I... That is wild. I couldn't even find anything about their their lives growing up and stuff right. because I'm sure their families don't want to broadcast They're keeping everything it. Just, yeah. Yeah. I'd want to keep that to myself Private. too. But um anyone that does have any information about the murders is asked to contact Metro Denver Crime Stoppers at 720-913-7867 or you can go online at Metro Denver Crime Stoppers to submit an anonymous tip through there. That's it. Damn. That's so sad. That's so sad. I don't know. I know it's short, but it's, like, good to bring light to these things. It's been a 100%. cold case for 21 years. It's wild. 21 years. That's almost as long as we've been alive. <laughs> yep. It's so crazy. Anywho. Can your skin stretch after you die? I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. Hmm. Blech. The things that we wonder about. <laughs> <laughs> gross. I know. Super <laughs> gross. Man, Anyways, that shit's so sad. I know. Uh, super fucking sad. It's fine. It's not fine, but it's fine. 
I just don't get why they haven't released anything. Right? Seems like a pussy move. I tried Googling so many different things, and it's like, I don't remember which... I think it was with the Holzer thing where you found, like, the same, like, phone, phone, spoon-fed, like, news article. The exact, the same, exact same article, thing. almost verbatim, just same. across publication after publication. Like, I had the same weak. issue with yeah, this case. It was, right? like, the same. It's, like, Denver News, and it's, like, all these yes. local things that are literally copy and pasting the same shit. That? I have no idea. I, like, they change <laughs> a word. <laughs> right? I, uh. Yeah. It's super frustrating. So I tried, like, Googling, like, crime scenes with their names and stuff like that, and it's just, I really couldn't find anything. That's wild. Yeah. Hmm. Very frustrating. Because it's like, I wanted to find as much information as possible, but I couldn't. It's so... That sucks. I thought, like, I was hoping that, like, with the Candace, the hometown crimes, eventually after enough digging, I found, like, some good shit nothing i couldn't that's there weird was no, yeah it was weird. right it yeah that means they got a i bet they there's a lot more than we probably oh totally no totally sketchy super weird well that's it do anything else no i'm pretty stoked in a couple of weeks we're gonna be going to do an overnight ghost hunt ghost hunt yeah my first one so i'm pretty excited this will be my second Good for you. My my first one was not overnight. It was only a couple hours, but it was yeah. At I night. <laughs> was thinking we can do an episode after about it and like cool. talk about our experience and then also do some background of like the place. I think that sounds great. Cool. Yeah. Great. Sick. We found it here first, folks. <laughs> it's probably not going to come out until August, though. Yeah. But yeah, look forward to that. Heck yeah. Maybe we can take some video. That and put it on the Patreon or something. Oh heck yeah! Shit, I forgot. I was gonna record before. That's okay. We forgot we were recording today. We that this is not a collective we. I didn't forget. <laughs> I forgot we were recording. Yeah, today. we're watching Saw. I got her like super into Saw, which is hilarious because you were not about it. No. I listened to a podcast about the saw franchise and it sounded super interesting i've never really seen it beyond being like a kid Mm -hmm. and like walking in the living room while my brothers were watching it and then like getting told to scram yeah um but super interesting and you liked the first one so she watched the second one last night while i was dozing off so we watched the second one and all of a sudden it was 10 (laughs) o'clock like well what now i'm like should we record i'm like oh fuck oh my god (laughs) shit yeah Okay. That's okay. Other than that, you can find us on Instagram at Who Knew Podcast. You can email us at Who Knew Podcast 666 at gmail.com or you can find more content on Patreon. So, yes. 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 And that's that. That's it. Anybody want to say bye? Okay, let me see if I, I can get Oliver. Oh, He's like, what, sweepy? What, sweepy boy? He's like, well, I don't want to come up here. Mom, why do you pull me up here by my arms? Jesus, why would you think he's going to? I don't know. She's like holding his jaws. <laughs> like, Jesus. Bye, Ollie. Oh,